0: This is the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles.
1: You know, it's been a while, Greg, here on the uh, Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles. And this is the first time that I think we're going to use this term. At least I'm going to use the term must win. I think this is the first time that we've seen a gut check game, so to speak, facing the Patriots since maybe back in 2014 when the Kansas City Chiefs throttled them and Trent Dilfer went on national television and threw dirt on them, burying them. Uh, this is really the first time I think you get a, a gut check game for this team, and I'm, I'm interested to see how they react, but let's start off with the Bills. Let's talk about them. Uh, from Pro Football Focus, Greg, they talk about the New York Jets game that just happened. The Bills yep. beat the Jets 18-10. to 10. Uh, It was not a, a pretty game for the Jets. They had four. I said four, not 40. They had four. Yards in the second half, the Jets did. Uh, here's what Football Focus wrote about the Bills. The Bills entered the Jets' territory in all nine of their possessions. Not a single one ended with a touchdown. Talking about Josh Allen, he completed just two of nine passes over 10 yards downfield. Allen and the Bills couldn't do enough to close and score a touchdown on any of those drives, but they still did plenty to put themselves in a position to at least put points on the board. Let's talk about that offense with the Buffalo Bills. The first month, Greg, everybody was talking about Josh Allen as an MVP candidate. That's gone away. What do you see from that?
0: Yeah, what I see is, you know, look, um, Josh Allen has certainly improved. But what, what I see in this offense is I think uh, Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, has done a tremendous job. I think he he took the time from the quarantine and, and really applied it well in terms of, sort of how to bring Josh Allen along and also the offense. And certainly, you know, getting Stefan Diggs um, you know, was a was a big thing for them and, and yeah. giving them a reliable weapon. And but we know that the Patriots can shut down a single receiver as well as anybody. And and I think that will continue, even though Stefan Gilmore, a former Bill who will be looking to You know, hopefully he'll actually bring it this week and want to do well against his former teammates and and former team. Um, You know, I I just think that the the offense in general, I think Brian has done an excellent job at at scheming uh, up this offense to really make it very accessible for Josh Allen. And I think, and, and Belichick mentioned this this week, is where he sees where Josh Allen has improved is that. It used to be you just shut down Josh Allen's first read and then he would panic and he would be in a in, in a flurry and, and he would make a, a big mistake. He didn't, wouldn't know what to do. It wouldn't right. compute for him. He's done a much better job at, at if the first one is closed down to surveying the field and finding actually like the third or fourth option. Now, that being said, that was the first month of the season. What I've seen in the past couple of games is is and this is what I was afraid of, and this is why I didn't jump on the Josh Allen is a golden god bandwagon did after I, the man. first month. <laughs> yes, It is that teams have adjusted? Um, They they realize what Allen likes to do, and right now he has he has fallen into some bad habits where he actually now prefers just to keep a play alive and make uh, a secondary or third play down the field. And that's good sometimes. But really the way Dayball has this scheme uh, fine-tuned to this point is he really wants it how he has it scripted. He wants the plays run, and this is the way for any offensive coordinator. When you design these plays, you want them run exactly how they are. And when you get off script – then all of a sudden it's you're throwing a lot more things to chance and I think and one one of the crucial things and I think we're going to see it this weekend if the Patriots are competitive in this game and if they do win this game then what you're going to see is what you always see from Josh Allen is he's extremely loose with the ball he's careless he will throw balls up Yep. Uh, but he will throw basically glorified punts up and give his his teammates a chance to make plays. But then there will also be times when the rush has him, and he is a really good athlete, and he can make plays. But he will try to be a hero, and he will he'll drop back, he'll go back and forth. He'll a guy will have a a grip of him, and he'll still have the ball out. And that's what happened against the Rams, like the Rams game which everybody points to as sort of their big signature victory this season, even though the Rams haven't beaten anybody other than the NFC East and the bears Um, that game, Josh Allen invited the Rams back by himself because he threw a punt for an interception. And then twice he had the ball knocked out once he lost it, where he's just, he's getting dragged down by Aaron Donald and he's just holding the ball, you know, outside of his body. And he's, he's that careless. So, Um, that's what I've seen so far, uh, out of the bills offense and Josh Allen.
1: And I think it's almost as simple as this. If the Patriots can slow down the run and the Buffalo bills, you know, you think of them traditionally uh, over the last several years of, okay, they're going to try to run the football and play defense. Well, they have not been able to run the football. They have not been able to establish that run game. Of course, they would say against this Patriots front, this might be a quote unquote, get better game. For their rushing offense, but if you're the Pats, is it as simple, Greg? I think it is. Is it as simple as, hey, let's limit the run, do what we can do against that rushing attack, and then force Josh Allen to beat us, force him to throw 35 times, force him to make these plays? Because as you said, he's a boomer bust guy. Sometimes you see him, you know, complete a pass downfield. He, he's you know backpedaling, and he's off his back foot. And he flips it thirty yards because he's got ridiculous arm strength, and he makes a play. And you go, yep. "Wow, man, what a great play!" And then the next play on the next possession, you know, he he throws it downfield into double coverage. So to me, it's boom or bust. And if I'm Belichick, I like my chances if Josh Allen is taking more chances in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. The stats sort of tell you otherwise. And I was just looking through some of the Bill stats, and just to, to to pick out a couple. Uh, the bills are uh, they lead the league in third and long conversions they convert third and long 45 oh, 46% of the time where the league average is 29 third down conversions they're second in the league 52% third and medium they're fifth um so yeah it, but i do think i think those stats lie a little bit sort of what we were talking about nick is that look you know the bills the bills have have Really had sort of an easy schedule so far, and and I think they're really sort of living off that. I think they've really, uh, you know, had had an easy go of it. I mean, you know, you look at the t- they played the Jets, the Dolphins, the Rams. Outside of Aaron Donald, really aren't all that great on defense. The Raiders stink on defense. The Titans stink on defense, and the Chiefs, um, you know, they they're okay. Um when they come to play but they've been a little hit and miss and they played the jet they played the jets twice so I think some of the bill stats lie I agree but but I do think I think that's the game plan I mean if you're Belichick you look at the film and you say all right well yes Josh Allen has improved and Dayball's doing a really good job but at the end of the day Josh Allen like his head coach He's going to lose his mind at some point. This is what Josh Allen always does. And this is what, until he really matures, and I don't see this in, until like a Rich Gannon, Ryan Tannehill type thing, which happens later, like 10 years into your career, he loses his mind. He he like blacks out. I mean, look at the Texans <laughs> playoff game last year. I mean, they had a shutout at halftime, and he could Allen completely melted down in, in the out. fourth quarter. He did. And he—that's the Patriots want to get Josh Allen playing frenzied because a a frenzied Josh Allen is a bad Josh Allen for the Bills, and it's a good thing for the opponent.
1: All right, let's talk about playing frenzied because one guy has looked frenzied in the pocket an awful lot, and that's, of course, Cam Newton. What do you think Sean McDermott will do against Cam? And, of course, you mentioned this in our podcast earlier this week. You always want to check it out. You want to make sure that you rate and review the podcast as well as subscribe to it. But you mentioned this earlier in the week, Greg. You know, Cam has a history with McDermott. McDermott was down in Carolina, so Cam should have a pretty good feel as to what McDermott does. How does that play this Sunday?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you're the Patriots, you want to keep the game as far as possible away from Cam Newton, or at least him sitting in the pocket and, uh, and sort of going through his progressions. Right. And, and this reminds me of one thing I keep hearing from people, especially during the Patriots game, because they'll, you know, they'll see Cam struggling and they'll be like, well, why aren't they doing this? And the big thing is, and I even hear this from some national people who you know, check in on these games for once in a while and don't really, uh, don't really watch the Patriots on a consistent basis or right. Cam Newton on a consistent They all think because Cam's an athletic quarterback that he's good outside the pocket they they say well why don't they why don't they you know they they're struggling with their pr- protection and cam's struggling from the pocket well why don't you just roll him out well cam actually is not a good he's not a good thrower the ball on the run he's actually more comfortable in the pocket he will make plays with his legs but he's not. How many times have you seen Cam Newton throwing on the run in his career? I can't even think of like one highlight where you'd be like, "Oh, he's rolling right and he does this." That's just not Cam's game. Yeah, it doesn't so often that's, happen. No, and, and so I think, I think the, the big thing for the Patriots, and I this is a reason why I think this is a really good matchup. Uh, I, well, number one. It's another zone defense. Yes, Cam saw a zone defense last week, and he struggled. The The 49ers are a bit better, and they're a little bit faster than what they'll see out of the Bills. This is more of a cover two scheme. Um, look, Cam's going to – when he has to throw, Cam's going to have to throw into tighter windows. Like, it's, it's – the cover three scheme is a little bit easier to throw against just from the schematics of it. The cover two, look, when you think about it, a cor- two corners squatting, you have two deep safeties and sort of a a a middle linebacker that drops down the middle of the field the openings are about 7 to 10 yards on the sidelines there's they're in the in the seams and those are not throws that cam the past couple of weeks have has liked to throw he's shied away from those throws i assume that josh mcdaniels and jed fish really are harping on all of that this week. I think what plays to the Patriots' advantage in this game is I think they're getting a little bit healthier on the offensive line in general. I think Tooney practiced this week, so that will be good if they can get him back, and he's he's an Iron Man; He'll be out there. The weather is going to be uh, – the forecast is wet, rainy, yep. Yep. windy. Um, so that, that actually helps the Patriots because the Bills don't run the ball that well, and the Bills cannot stop the run. They can't. That's the thing. They I mean, if, if you're, if you're the Patriots, you're going old school. I don't care. Triple option, read option, keeping it on the ground, only throwing when you need to. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a Bill's defense that, uh, th- that is one of the worst in the league in terms of actually they are 31st in the league at allowing 10 plus play drives for opponents. And that's the Patriots game, like the Patriots need to put together 10, 15 play drives where they're running and melting the clock. That was the game plan that we talked about early in the season. That's how they, they, they really got off to a decent start this year. And I think the bills present that opportunity this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, the bills rushing defense has been awful. You go back to the Kansas city game. I think the chiefs ran for something like 245 yards for most of that game. They were averaging seven yards a carry. I mean, it's just obnoxiously bad is that run defense so far this year for the Bills. And the one question I have is, are we going to see a little bit more creativity behind the line of scrimmage from the Patriots? You know, we have not seen as much pre-snap motion as I thought we would see with Cam and the threat of this run game going downhill. And I, I go back to the Rams game on Monday against that Chicago Bears defense. The Bears have a very good pass defense. They're not very good yep. against the run. But you saw, you saw what Sean McVay did, right? It, it was a lot of the same look, but different things off of that look. Simple jet sweep motion in the backfield. And then you run that stretch run that Mike Shanahan made famous, right? You, you go with the stretch run mm-hmm. game. And sometimes what you do is you've got three options on that play, really. You either go to the jet sweep guy, and you just hand him the football, and usually it's Robert Woods, and he tests the edge, and he and he hits the perimeter, and he, he gains 10, 15 yards. The second option is you fake it to Woods on that jet sweep. You go with the stretch run, one cut system kind of deal, and then just go downfield. Or the third option, which we saw a decent amount of as well, is you don't give it to the jet sweep guy. You fake the stretch run with the fake handoff, and then you have bootleg action and and you have somebody wide open who's, you know, right there, five yards, eight yards, ten yards downfield. Now, of course, you can't do much of that with the bootleg action and have cam throw because of the stuff you just mentioned. But you can still have that pre-snap motion. And if you look, Greg, statistically, this team has not run a ton of pre-snap motion. I would like to see more of that to try to give the defenders – a challenge you know try to move their eyes try to distract them as much as you can to open up possibilities for cam in this offense
0: yeah look it's a valid point i think one thing i would point out nick and it's sort of um my stock answer when people wonder why they're not doing more of x y or z is you, you know look look you're talking about a rams offense quarterback coach continuity right Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's what makes this so difficult for the Patriots this year is the you know new quarterback. Norse. it's not a new scheme, but a new new preferences in terms of what they're running off of the scheme. Um, uh, you know, a lack of continuity on the offensive line the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Cam Newton being gone for three weeks. I mean, when you run those those plays are really good, and I and I love McVeigh's system. I love the how I love the simplicity of it and and how you could like you said you can run a bunch of different similar things off of uh the same stuff. And, and it and it's great, but the thing is that stuff takes a lot of repetition and practice. It's a lot of timing, it's a lot of trust. And Fair when enough. you look out when you look at on the Patriots offense right now, I would say the biggest the biggest thing that you see is a lack of trust, a lack of uh you know practice time in unity and i think i think you see that throughout the whole team but i do think against this bills team i, I think this is i think it's the, the the perfect opponent for them in terms of they struggle against the run i mean look we could say that and that's true but this is different because now Now the Bills are going against a Patriots team and a quarterback. That is obviously scuffling. And what have we seen from the last couple of opponents? They're going to stop the run. They're going to stop Cam Newton. They're going to attack the line of scrimmage. And they're going to wall up and not give you any opportunities, even though, you know, the 49ers, I thought there were more opportunities there. And then they're going to make Cam Newton in, in second and long, third and long, try to beat them with his arm. And right now he is not capable of that. I think if you're the Patriots, you just go down to I'm I'm serious when I say this, five or six base pass plays yeah. with certain things based off it. And you rep that up as much as you can in practice. So at least you say, All right, we can hang our 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 hat on this. But the other the other thing is Cam's just gonna have to gird up and just make plays. I mean, he there are plays there for him to be made and he's just not doing it. And it's time for him, it's time for him to step up. I mean, yep. if, if if he wants if he wants a career, if he wants to be Cam Newton, if he wants to be Superman, this is the time to make a stand. The, the, the time has run out.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's hyperbolic to say before this season kicked off, and I mentioned this on the podcast plenty of times before, you know, this is Cam's career on the line this season. Yep. There wasn't much interest in him this offseason. Cleveland placed a phone call. Patriots were really the only team that showed enough interest to bring him in and say, hey, you might have a shot at starting for this team. His career could be on the line over the next few weeks, and I would expect him to play better. Again, I know who Cam Newton is. I've watched a lot of him over the last nine years or so. I understand who he is as a quarterback. He's inaccurate. He's not great from the pocket. He has his issues reading the field, no doubt about that. That has been the case throughout his entire career. But Cam Newton has never looked as bad as he's looked the last two weeks. It's as simple as that. He's never been that bad. He looks like somebody who has not played the game of football. And so would I expect him to be better? Yes. Based off of his track record and people say, oh, well, Nick, they have more film on him. He's been in the league for nine years. This isn't somebody who has been in the league for two years and you adjusted, he adjusted, now you adjust again. We know who he is as a quarterback. He's not going to pick you apart from the pocket. He's not Tom Brady. He's not that kind of guy, right? He is somebody who uses his athleticism and his natural God-given ability to make defenses pay. And he's somebody who can hit the slant, can hit the bubble screens, and can help your run offense. That's what he is. And so the last two weeks, I do think, for whatever reason, it could be parachuting into this offense. It could be you know not practicing enough because of COVID, whatever it is. This, to me, has been the anomaly of Cam's career the last two weeks. It has never been this bad. And it's a simple question, Greg. Has Cam fallen off the cliff? Or is this a temporary discomfort, kind of discombobulation kind of deal where he's just not comfortable yet? And I've got to go with the latter and not the former because, again, the guy's been in the league for nine years. And what I would do is what you just said. I would go with the old KISS strategy, right? Keep it simple, stupid, like slant routes, screens, bubble screens to the receivers. Find those five or six or seven plays as a passing offense that Cam has been somewhat consistent at and has shown some level of comfort in run those plays. And for the love of God, as I stressed last podcast, get Damian Harris 20 touches, trust your run game, and try to punch Buffalo in the face.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I totally agree with that. And, and I think a big thing, if, if I'm Josh McDaniels this week, I am pounding in into Cam's head that, look, if you don't have it on the first read, just go make a play with your feet. Yep. Like just fucking and run. No more of this thinking, no more looking around, you know, taking your time, you know, being late. Like just, just play. Like just let your instincts take over. Have Don't, fun try and to really- con- yeah. Don't try to conform to what you think we want you to be. Go be yourself. Yep. And I think I think they will do that. Now, what's interesting is you brought up like you, Cam Cam's struggles. Uh, in the past, like, you know, we haven't really seen him struggle like that. I did actually go back and look at the numbers and, and this is something I might write for um, this weekend at Boston sports I'm hoping to talk to a couple of, uh, of quarterback coaches who have dealt with this before, you know, guys who have lost it for stretches. And, uh, I, including, I reached out to Mike Shula who was cams offensive coordinator in Denver, but he decided to pass on the interview. I guess he doesn't, uh, want to talk about Cam? but um in 2018 he finished the season with three performances uh of sub uh, 70 or below passer rating and that's sort of where we are right now he's had 73.8 51.6 39.7 in the past three weeks Ugh. uh the the other bad the, the the bad data that sort of came out of this is that in 2017 he had he put together four games like this, yeah, and also in fourteen he did. In twelve he had three games like this. So you're just hoping that he breaks sort of the four game skid t- type of thing because that's what he's shown so far in his career. Hopefully it doesn't continue. But I just think that I think McDaniel's is such a good coach that he'll he'll figure something out. I mean, and and plus like we talked about, I think that the the scheme McDermott a scheme that he's he practiced against for six years in, in Carolina when McDermott was there as the defense coordinator and and the Bills deficiency in the running game, I think does lend itself to, to, to letting Cam uh, break out of this a, a little bit this week. He just have to, they have to stop freaking turning the ball over, Nick. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you're, you're not going to win any games with what they've done that way. So whatever they have to do, you know, Jakob Johnson's fumbling when he catches a the ball. Uh, there was somebody else who fumbled cams turning the ball over like that stuff's got to stop. Yep. If they, if they expect to get out of this.
1: Yeah. They got to limit the turnovers. They got to limit the sloppy play. And, you know, as I mentioned, what we've seen the last two weeks, that level of ineptitude, you don't see it often from cam, if at all. And you just mentioned the numbers. So I'll, you know agree with you on the numbers. So we've seen stretches here and there. You know, you mentioned what? Yep. Three separate years. You've got yep. two games here, you've got two games here, you've got four games there. Again, this guy has played for 9 years. He's been the dude since he was drafted day 1 in Carolina. So there's much more better than bad. And what we've seen the last 2 weeks while we're in it, it's awful to watch and Listen, I know that in this world, it's black or white. You got to plant the flag. You got to stand by your take. You got to, you know, all that stupid stuff. You can actually criticize. You can actually criticize his current ineptitude and say he has sucked. This has been trash play. But you can also believe that he has the ability to turn this thing around and that the level, as I mentioned a minute ago, of ineptitude the last two weeks is not necessarily what we're going to see the next two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. Like, we can have that conversation. Both things can be true. He can play like trash the last two weeks, and he could play like trash for a three-week period, but also he could come back and play good football and look like the Cam that we saw, you know, earlier in his career. So I'm not going to write him off yet, and I'm not going to write this team off. I I tweeted, you know, earlier this week, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, Greg, But I'm not willing to fire this team or this quarterback into the sun until at least I see how they play on Sunday. And if they have any kind of progression, then I think that's a good thing. You know, I'm not necessarily saying you, you know, you win this game by you know 10 or you just win this game and I feel better. We need to see steps of progression here. And if Cam looks better and they play competitively, they don't turn the football over. Their defense isn't as much, you know, isn't as bad as they look. That's a step in the right direction. Like, I'm not ready to write them off. They've got Buffalo this week. If they can somehow win an ugly game, which I think is possible, we'll get to our predictions in a little bit. But if you win an ugly game on Sunday, then you've got the Jets. You beat the Jets. Now you're 4-4. and And, yes, you're going to probably get beat by the Ravens. We all understand that. But then you've got Houston, who has been god-awful defensively this year. So there is the possibility. I understand we're in the snapshot. We're feeling the heat. We're feeling the pressure. It's gut check time. Di- ju- uh, gut check time. The last two weeks, it hasn't been good, right? I understand all of that. But 35,000 feet, pull yourself out for a minute. And there is a scenario here. If they play better, they could be five and five. We go back to the beginning of the year. You and I talked yeah. about this. Wouldn't be insane if they started the season four and six. after. I, t- that's
0: what I said, yep.
1: Yeah. So after 10 games, if it, it, when all is said and done, if we're looking at five and five after the first 10 games, it doesn't matter what happened these last two weeks. You actually feel at least decent in the big picture. And I think that's where we're at. You agree or disagree?
0: I, I agree. And I was just looking at footballoutsiders.com. And And uh, I love those guys over there. And like, and, and to, to back up your point to this point, the Patriots have played the hard, uh, 11th toughest schedule so far. And it's that's only going to increase playing the Bills this week. So they're probably going to be in the top ten, and their future schedule right now is twentieth, and that will probably go down after playing the Bills. So they're going to play. They're going to play a much easier uh, schedule down the stretch. The Bills have played the thirty. Uh, excuse me. The Bills have played the twenty third toughest schedule to this point, and their future schedule is is fourteenth. So. In terms of the schedule and that includes the Patriots had the like like you said they have the the Ravens coming up so it, it does set up for the Patriots that's why this game is so crucial if they yep. can go there sort of return some normalcy everybody can relax a little bit and they take care of business against the bills and the jets you know who knows maybe they're feeling better they're more confident. Maybe the Ravens are slumping a little bit. Who knows? All of a sudden, the outlook changes. But that's why this game is vastly important and and why I agree with you. And people are like, oh, I want to sell off everything. That's not bolted down at one Patriot place. And I'm just (laughs) like, no. I want to see the Bills game. Let's see the Bills game. It's before the trade deadline. Let's see what happens, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they get trounced on Sunday, if they get embarrassed – then those conversations to me begin. Exactly. And you say, all right, now you've got Gilmore, you've got Edelman, you've got Tooney, you've got some of these guys that you yep. might be able to peel off. Let's think about peeling them off. Let's, let's think about selling, but I've got to see this game coming up. The bills have not played that well. Three weeks in a row. Again, they moved the ball last week against the jets. They couldn't score. The jets are the worst team, or at least one of the worst teams yep. in football. And you know, they got run right through by Kansas city, Tennessee. It wasn't even a contest. So you know, let's, let's wait, let's wait to see. This might be an ugly division when you can win it at nine and seven. And if you win on Sunday, then you should beat the jets and then you feel pretty good at four and four. And then nobody's talking about selling off pieces. So I think we just, especially in 2020, which is very difficult. We want to burn everything to the ground, take a deep breath, see what happens on Sunday. If we see a similar performance on Sunday, as we saw last week against San Francisco and even against Denver going back a couple of weeks ago, then that is three straight crap sandwiches. And that is a concern. That is when you say, hey, it was a gut check game. This is when we wanted to see how tough they were, how mentally tough they were, physically tough they were, if Cam could kind of get out of the schneid here and play better. And man, oh man, this team, they they just don't have it. They don't have the mojo. They don't have the juju, whatever you want to say. They, they've played terrible three weeks in a row. And now you start looking towards the future and, and building up your assets, right? So I think we've got to wait until Sunday. Uh, before we get to that pick because we will give you our prediction, let's get to the uh, journal.com member question of the day. You check them out over at BSJ, 11 cents a day on their annual plan. Not only do you get top-notch analysis of all the Boston pro sports, but if you're a Patriots junkie and, of course, All of you listening to this, you are. Then a membership at BSJ gives you access to a ton of video analysis, but Dard does on the coach's film and direct access to him in weekly chats. Uh, We don't, I don't think I saw a name from the person. Oh, it's Brad P. Sorry. Okay. I was going to call him anonymous, but uh, Brad (laughs) Brad P has the question uh, talking about Sony Michelle. Does Michelle have a job when he eventually comes off of IR, or has Damian Harris taken a firm grasp of that role?
0: A good question. And, and before we get into it, one thing I was just remembering that on Felder and Maz this week, I was asked about you know what's the one defensive player or one player that you'd like to see on the Patriots if you could pick anybody from elsewhere. And I said Darius Leonard, the the great middle linebacker oh, for yeah. the Colts. Yeah. And actually, he went at the top of the second round when the Patriots drafted Sony Michelle. So <laughs> just to twist the knife a little bit more, <laughs> like, yeah, you could have had Darius Leonard in the middle and just you know gotten whatever it running back which is fine um does michelle have a job when he eventually comes off ir uh i i don't know if he has a starting job i think he's just thrown back into the mix i yeah. i don't think he he all of a sudden is out there as the starter in the first game i think i think i think nick and i think you would agree with this that I think you're encouraged by what you've seen out of Dar- Damian Harris, and I know, like, pretty soon you're going to come out with a Damian Harris like T-shirt or something that says like he's <laughs> the guy the ball." Like you were all fired up yeah. in the last podcast, and and I agree with you. I think the, the the more you see him, the more carries he gets, the more comfortable he is, the more explosive he is, and I think I think there's something there, and I'm hoping I'm hoping this is the Damian Harris coming out party. And then we can have a celebration on, on, on Tuesday's pod next week uh, about Damian Harris busting out. We'll give him the Taylor Price Memorial uh, Breakout <laughs> Award. And <laughs> so, I, I look, when Sony comes back, I think he's back in the mix. I think the Patriots like to have a two sort of running back system as far as the first down guys. Basically, the starter gets two out of every three series. Uh, to sort of keep them fresh. Then you have James White. That's another guy I'd like to see. If I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm telling Cam Newton this week. All right, go to your first read. If you don't have it, look to James. And if not, take off. Those are your three options on every single play because James White will get you yards every single time. And don't be late like you were in the flat last week. Like, if you don't have Edelman at the start, go directly to James White. Don't screw around. Stop yep. being so freaking slow and just give it to him. Yep. And so I think, I think that's sort of the ideal for the Patriots backfield.
1: Yeah. I want to see Damian Harris get uh you know, 20 touches on Sunday. I, I want to see Lex, uh, less, of, less of Rex Burkhead. I like Burkhead, but I, I think less is more with him uh, and, and make sure that Harris is your guy on Sunday. That's what I want to see. Will it happen? I have no idea. Uh, let's talk about Sunday. The Buffalo Bills heading in are favored by three and a half. Greg, how do you feel about this game overall, and how do you feel about that number?
0: I I don't know if I'm just naive, and I and I just I see the I see the uniform, I see the Pat the Patriot on the helmet, uh, the Flying Elvis, and maybe I just maybe I'm just too, too stuck in the past. But I just can't believe that a team with Bill Belichick as the head coach, Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator, guys like David Andrews at center and Lawrence Guy up front and Devin McCourty in the back end. I cannot see them going two and five. I just, in losing at Buffalo, a team that, you know, Sean McDermott's saying all the right things. I think he's trying a different approach this year against the Patriots, which is basically, he's not admitting how big of a game this is when everybody knows how big of a game this is for Buffalo. I mean, they (laughs) are basically – he and the Bills are basically like the Charlie Browns of the AFC East. Like, every year you think they're going to knock off the Patriots. Here it comes. They're coming for him. They have a quarterback now. They have a coach now. They have a good GM now. And every time, Sean McDermott melts down. And and it goes to the rest of his team where they get stupid penalties and they make stupid turnovers. And I just think that – I think that the weaknesses of the Bills match up really well to what the Patriots can do, and I will admit it's limited what they can do offensively. And I think that the Patriots' defense knows – they know Dayball. They know Josh Allen. They know the secret. They, they're they going to take Stephon, Gil, uh, not, uh, Stephon Diggs away with Stephon Gilmore. Maybe it's his last great – Patriots game before he's traded or whatnot. His last but hurrah. <laughs> it could be. And I think you shut Diggs down. You take away like Dawson Knox. And you do something about Cole Beasley uh, on third downs. And I think the Patriots have a chance to really frustrate this Bills team. And they try to make make Josh Allen think he needs to be a hero. Get him sped up. And to me, that spells a Patriots victory. Again, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm stuck in my ways, but I'm gonna call it uh, Patriots twenty-four, Bills twenty. So I think this is going to be
1: a rock fight. I think it's going to be an ugly one. I think it's going to be a yeah. The weather too, game. yeah. The weather as well, and you know everything you said is is how I kind of feel about the Bills and about the Patriots, and you know you you listen to the guys in that locker room this week. And you've heard words that you haven't heard in a long time. You've heard embarrassed. You've heard you know effort. Yep. And so I think to a man, they know where they're at right now. They know that this is the first gut check game I think they've had since 2014 after getting whooped by the Chiefs. They know that. We know that. Belichick knows that. I do think they'll keep it simple on Sunday. And I think Allen will make some mistakes. The question is... Will Cam make the mistakes as well? And I think yep. Cam will be better this weekend than he was last weekend. Again, I think it's going to be a dog fight, a rock fight, whatever, fist fight in a phone booth, whatever cliche you want to use. I, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game by any means necessary. But uh, you know, I think that you'll see a Patriots win. I do. I, I'm feeling more like, I don't know, 16 13 ish. Yeah. I just think it's gonna be a low scoring game. But I do think the Patriots understand. Where they are at, and they know that this is a must win. And they know that if they don't show out on Sunday, it's going to get even uglier. So I do think that they will find a way and win an ugly football game in Buffalo. We'll see if we're right. We'll catch up with you early next week. Of course, you got the Bills, the Patriots this Sunday, uh, gut check time. We'll react to that early next week here on the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles. Until then, be safe, be good, be healthy, and enjoy your football.